Hey, welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Hunter. My name's Ethan Mathias. Tonight I'll be joined by my buddy Neil Mandrell. He's a valuable member of our hunting club, good buddy of mine, great friend, and hope you guys enjoy. You can follow Neil on Instagram at Neil underscore Mandrell. Thanks and hope you enjoy this episode. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I just turned my Wi-Fi off, so we should be good now. Oh, all right. Even better. Yeah. You don't, no one needs Wi-Fi anyway. No. Well, Neil, for uh, for all five people listening, uh, tell everybody what part <laughs> of the world you're in and who you are and what you do and all that. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, Neil Mandrell. I, I live here in Memphis, Tennessee, born and raised. Um, I, uh, I work for a uh, laboratory research equipment sales company, so uh, that keeps me pretty busy and and in in the free time I have, I'm I'm hunting ducks or turkeys or trying to play golf. So, yeah, how's your golf game been this summer? It's uh, it's getting you know I'm I'm um you know every day's a challenge. It's it's got you know peaks and valleys as anything. So uh, you know I'll I I try to remember the good shots more than the bad shots. Make sure I keep going out there. But as long as, as long as you got some good buddies and a couple cold beers, it uh. It doesn't really matter what you shoot. Well, I think this year at the Newport Country Club, we'll really sharpen our games up. Hey, you know, especially if we get get a little money on the line, yeah, that uh, <laughs> might even have to might even have a, a couple people trying to play sober. <laughs> I mean, know. we we got Newport and McCrory. It's about all, our only options. I know, I know, <laughs> and we're in we're in good with both. So we 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 kind of got the pick of the litter for. Uh, Eastern Arkansas uh, Country Clubs. Yeah, I mean, we we may be throwing a golf tournament. Who knows? I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> Quick side note: I uh, I won a challenge on a golf tournament a couple weeks ago. Got us a hundred dollar gift card to Dick Sporting Goods. What? Ordered us a jerk cord and a boat heater. Hey, so get get ready. Is, that is that is uh, that's a gift card well spent. Yeah, two two essential items that you overlooked, but we definitely need. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> those are those were definitely good snags right there. But, but yeah. especially the boat heater that uh, from from keeping you warm to lighting cigarettes when you don't have a, a lighter, um, boat heater is very versatile. Yeah, I'm also looking for a uh, like a little tray we could put lean the tank over on its side and cook bacon. That would that'd yeah. be ex- extra handy. Yeah. That, that, uh, you know, I'm sure somebody out there has got one. <laughs> somebody will figure it out. Yeah. We've got enough redneck engineers in our group that, uh, we can, we can rig something up. Oh yeah. No doubt about that. Well, Neil, let's, let's kick this thing off. So how long have you been hunting? I, uh, let's see. I went on my first duck hunt when I was in fifth grade. So that would have been, uh, 2000 and 2003 so i've uh you know i, I went on my first duck hunt in, in, on real foot lake uh in northwest tennessee um didn't really get into it until high school um you know w- once i learned to drive and uh from there on it's just kind of kind of been a, a disease that i hadn't been able to get over <laughs> so in high school just throwing this out there because you're a Memphis guy. Do you ever hunt the Wolf River at all, or anywhere around the Memphis area? 
Yeah, so not in high school. You know, I've uh, I've definitely gone out there and, and had a, a couple wood duck shoots, and and I've gone turkey hunting out on the Wolf River before. Um, really, but I've... I was I was pretty fortunate that um, uh, the high school I went to there was a couple couple farmers that would send their kids there, and so one of my good buddies from high school in West Memphis, just you know, it's first exit over the bridge, so. Uh, you know, we we would go and have some gadwall and wood duck shoots, and and be home by eight o'clock in the morning, and uh, that's that's kind of where I, I cut my teeth and and you know learned how to decoy birds and and you know learned call patterns and just kind of you know a bunch of high school kids going out there without without any supervision and trying to figure it out on our own, and you know eventually eventually we we learned something. I mean, that's how how it all starts. You may not yeah, know anything, but the more you do it, you figure it out one way or another. Yeah. And that, I mean, you know, it's, this is one of those things that, um, you know, you, you can only learn so much on the internet, especially this day and age, you know, whether it's golf or, or turkey hunting or duck hunting, it's, you know, there's, there's a million videos on the internet on how to do it. And there's just nothing that beats um, getting out there in the woods. Yeah. I had a, had a Snapchat story pop up on my uh, Snapchat the other day, and it it was almost embarrassing looking at the spread and how we hunted back in the day. Because you know, I I wasn't hunting with anybody that knew what they were doing. Is made a few other guys that were new. And we were all just trying to figure it out, and none of us could blow a duck call. There's one guy that could quack, and uh, it's it's just funny. Yeah, looking it's, back, uh, at, you know, yeah, I've looked, uh, you know. I, I can say the exact same thing. There were some some pits that, you know, m- my dad and some guys would lease in Arkansas back when I was in college. And, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but that would, that would be, you know, some of the best duck hunting I was ever around. And, you know, you look at pictures of us after, you know, we, we have good duck hunting. It's, it's decoy spread every which way with no reason or rhyme to w- the pattern they're in. And, you know, as many – mojos as you can possibly throw out in a in a rice field um and you know it 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 worked but uh but you know those those times times have changed definitely yeah and i i started duck hunting too late because everybody i've met and talked to said the same thing and you walk into any old duck club and you'll see pictures of us in middle school high school and Everyone's got full straps, and you can still tell it's early in the morning from the picture. Uh-huh. All you hear is, "Man, back in the day, it was awesome." Yeah, it's uh, you know, I I remember when Mojos first came out, and they were, you know, that they were the size of a printer, and the wings were enormous, and um, and not saying that 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 made all the difference, but it, you know, everybody that's used one can. You know they they'll test it. They work, so, but then yeah. Can you so can you can you clearly remember? This is what it was like before they came out, and then this is what it was like after. And now thinking about it, you know the difference. <sighs> you know, I mean, I was in high school when they came out, and when I started duck hunting, I didn't have one. You know, we were just praying for praying for wind and, and getting motion on the decoys. Um, but yeah, once, 
once you got a hold of one, um, and you know, especially after you you learn to to use it properly with placing it right based on the wind and the direction you think the birds are flying. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, there was a time when it, you know, before everybody and their brother got a hold of one. Yeah, there was um, there was a, a big difference. I thought. Yeah, I've, you can't drive by a field. I mean, it, every afternoon when we go scout or drive by other people's fields you see it from all the way down the road i mean you may not see a blind you may not see a truck you see those little wings kicking you're like oh, yep, I mean, there's just, there's, there's a about, pit there <laughs> yeah just think about you know the game and fish flying in their little cessna over arkansas they can all they got to do is look look for the the beating wings of a of the great white hunter with his six dozen mojos and <laughs> Um, you're you're easy to, to spot. Would you say Arkansas is your primary place? You know that you hunt. Yeah, as far as yeah. ducks, I know I know turkey hunting totally different story, but yeah, for for ducks, Arkansas is definitely my um, my my go to place. You know, I mean, you, you and I are we we're in the the same deal where we've got a farm over there, and um. I'm also fortunate enough, though, I've, I've got buddies with, with property down in Mississippi that, that I get to go to a couple times of the year. And um, all, although it's, it's mostly the same, there's still a little bit, you know, it's a little different. But, uh, yeah, to, to answer your question, yeah, Arkansas is where, where I spend 99% of my time duck hunting. We're, uh, you, you've been in North Dakota and South Dakota, but you didn't go for duck hunting. But as far as trying out new states, where all have you been? Uh, so, you know, I, I haven't really had the opportunity to, uh, or I guess I haven't really given myself the opportunity to, to travel a ton for duck hunting. Um, you know, that's not really something you, you can just kind of go on your own and <laughs> drop across the country. And or at least I, I, I'm not that kind of guy that would, I, you know, our, our buddy Sam that, that, you know, he's, he'd do that in a heartbeat, but, uh, um, I, uh, I'd, I'd love to, you know, go to, Western Kentucky. I'd love to hunt Missouri, you know, try to, try to hit some of the highlights of the Mississippi flyway. Um, uh, just kind of really get a, a, a good idea to the different types of duck hunting that, that are around us that, that I haven't experienced. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I know you've hunted Mississippi quite a bit, but wasn't sure if you'd uh, snuck any new States in on me or not. No, it's, it's definitely on the list. I, uh, I've, I've got some some stuff in the works for Missouri and Kentucky. Try to get some of that knocked out in one trip, but uh, yeah, no. In terms of new states, I'm I'm not really on the hunt for for ducks just because you know we, we've got such an incredible spot in Arkansas that that we've you know put a lot of time into that can't imagine wanting to duck hunt anywhere else. Honestly, yeah, I I definitely agree. I mean, it's taken a long time and a lot of phone calls and a lot of work that really no one else sees besides, you know, the guys in our club, but yeah, man, there's a lot that goes into it that most people don't see or recognize, but there yeah, is one... when you, when you spend the time and the, you know, especially the money as well, cause you know, everybody knows duck hunting is, you know, next to having kids, I can't think of anything more expensive, even though I yeah. don't have any kids of my own. 
But uh, <laughs> you know, when, when you put that kind of con- that kind of time and money into uh, a piece of property, you you want to make sure that you know you're you're seeing as many of the good days as that place has to offer. Um, and that's that's kind of my my thought on it. This is why I I don't ever want to miss out on a a good duck hunt for somewhere I can you know at least call mine. Yeah. Well, we at least have the opportunity to go to Kansas because they open before we do. So that's an option. And if Thomas Hoke actually wants to put me on a black duck this year, I told him I'm jumping in the in the truck. I'm going straight to Virginia. I would but he gave me that. like gave me like a two week period when black ducks are really moving through. So I was like, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something to jump on. For that's sure. yeah. That's uh, I know one person that's killed a black duck in Arkansas. That that's it. So. Yeah, I, I, uh, Sam shot one. Sam, I think has shot two. In Arkansas. In Arkansas. I'm gonna have to ask him about that. I need, yeah, I need some yeah. details and coordinates. Um. Yeah. Good. Good luck with that. <laughs> but, uh, but you can uh, check out his Instagram and, uh, and see it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt he. Uh, he'd ever give you that info. But as far as you know, duck hunting goes. I know you've been, you've hunted there for a while. Have you noticed much of a difference? I, I got to figure out how I want to phrase it, but have you noticed much of a difference in Arkansas over the past couple years, five years, 10 years, like any noticeable differences that kind of make you scratch your head or, or, you know, give me your thoughts. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, I, I haven't been duck hunting for 20 years like, like a lot of people have or, or anything like that. But, you know, when, when I first really started duck hunting, getting to the point where I was taking it in, learning it, um, one of the things I noticed is that, you know, if, if we didn't shoot ducks, it was either they were there were a plenty of ducks that were migrating or it was our own fault. Um, but you always saw lots of birds, no matter what we, you know, whether I was hunting in, in Amagon, Arkansas, or whether I was hunting up near Corning, Arkansas, um, I always saw birds. And that, that trend, I, I, I wish I could say it, it slowly changed, but I feel like it was kind of like a light switch, you know, maybe over two or three years where you went from seeing birds every time you went out and, and hunted to you know, there are times you got skunked and, and you, you might have seen some some snow geese flying real high, but no ducks around. And that's just not not what you think of when you when you think of duck hunting in Arkansas. You think of it just being the the mother load of ducks every time you, you get out there and um you know, that's that's definitely not the case anymore. Yeah, I think there's a misconception. You know, people think if I can hunt there, I'm going to kill birds. And it's not, unfortunately, not that easy. But something you didn't mention, I was curious if you'd say it or not, but, you know, our our old place, there's a few days, not this year, but the year before, there's a couple of days where, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, we, we'd sit out there till almost noon. And you, you never even fired a shot. And then we yeah. slowly – we slowly started figuring out the whole that year in particular. I think any, anybody that's hunted Arkansas could pick that exact year out 
But that was the year of the nocturnal flights. I mean, that we had more full moons, and it just we were thankful for the birds we killed, and we did pretty good considering everything going on. But man, I've never seen birds that nocturnal. Yeah, it's um, you know, there's there's definitely some some seasons when I was in in college where you know it it's it was just a, a night and day difference from from the year prior um where you know birds are flying weird birds are acting weird you know you can't you no matter what type of property you have it some it seems like it, they were they were kind of hard to to get a finger on and um you know i i i didn't know what i know about hunting now as i did then um to to really you know have a a much more mature outlook on it so to say but uh, but i mean you know even even being a high school and college kid going out there hunting compared to now yeah i mean it's it's just not the same cuz when i was in high school we were we were shooting migrating ducks on off the main channel of the Mississippi River and we could see the the bridge to Memphis you know that's those those types of places are are not too common anymore no i was going to say i i don't know anybody that's ever said they could see the bridge in the background yeah uh <laughs> you know it's when the water's right i think you can still have some uh some good some good hunts but i mean you know the 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 property that i was hunting in high school we could see the bridge and you know depending on the time of the year we were shooting year-round ducks or we were shooting big migrating greenheads that uh that clearly were just flying down the mississippi river and and you know i i don't know enough about the the weather patterns obviously i don't think it's been as as cold or as predictable as, you know, the last couple of years that it used to be. So that has something to do with it, but. Uh, yeah, I was curious. Do you, do you think back then whether, because now, I mean, I feel like you and me both agree on this. Now when I, when I try and equate how many birds I'm seeing, say, is there a lot of pressure in the area or is it weather driven? Back then, yeah. you know, when you were in high school, I, I don't know if they were still having the boat races or, if every public ramp was completely jam packed or or what, but you know, yeah, I, I I started hunting public land when I my kind of my later years of college when um I started working at Sporting Life Kennels down in Oxford and uh, you know basically everybody that worked there was college age and some of these guys were just hardcore white knuckle public land hunters that. You know, they had a 40-horse, brand-new 40-horse motor on a $2,000 hull, and they were going to redline it anywhere they needed to, and they <laughs> were they were going to get some ducks, and I was uh, I was more than happy to uh, to hop on board and be a part of that, but um, um, yeah, so that that was that was a cool experience. Did you ever have any luck down at uh, Sardis? Yeah, you know, I um. I, I unfortunately was never a part of them because I was the guy that got too drunk the night before. And um, <laughs> no, not and, you. And yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> missed the hunt. But um, I mean, you know, the the lakes lakes down around Oxford, Sardis, Enid, and then um, you know we had some some good duck hunts down on the Little Tallahatchie. 
so it's but that's one of those spots where you've just got to well, someone pointing to a map and saying go here's just not going to cut it you you got to be willing to put the boat in the water and, and go find where the birds are over there but um yeah there's there's definitely some birds out at sardis and some good crappie <laughs> fishing too oh man yeah great crappie fishing there's no doubt about that yes sir well so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the the public land deal uh you know what i know dr duck and them they talked they had a podcast recently about you know private land versus public land hunters you know what what do you think the beef is between them you know um i i think that public land hunters uh have a tendency to look at private land hunters as um you know people that are just kind of paying for the ducks which you know you are in a way but there's uh there's not as much grit so to speak into uh going out scouting finding the birds um you know especially when i was hunting public land if i told somebody i had invitation to go hunt a rice pit that was that was the end of my day you know it was (laughs) I would be tore up. They would never let me hear the end of it. Cause, you know, <laughs> that's what it, that's that's the easy thing to do. You know, I mean, obviously they were kidding. Everybody's done plenty of pit hunts, but um, yeah, you know, it's just there's just something something gritty about going out and hunting public land, and and when you do it and you have successful hunts, you're you're proud of it, and you know, if somebody's showing off their their uh, duck strap full of green heads that they shot on a you know three million dollar piece of property there's tendency to feel like somebody's just just showing off but um you know that's i'm i've i've been on both sides of it so i my opinion is is null and void so um but uh but yeah there's there's definitely some some back and forth but especially when the Game and Fish changed the laws to out-of-staters only being able to hunt WMA certain days of the week and a certain number of times. That, I think, might have even, I don't know, kind of even put more of a wedge into it because now it wasn't just public versus private. It's out-of-staters versus in-staters, which, and that's just, you know, that's its whole other podcast episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, we – we still have, I mean, shoot, the majority of our buddies, they, they run public land and can't have anything but respect for them because you invite them over to have a few drinks or eat dinner, and they're like, man, I'm I'm at the ramp. You know, we we got a quick dinner in, 5 o'clock, and we're already back at the boat ramp. We're waiting it out. And half the time, you never even see these guys. But the yeah. next morning, they're the first ones done. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's why you know public land hunting. It's it's definitely a double-edged sword. It's I I kind of like to think about it as you know swinging with as big of a stick as possible because there's obviously you know you can go out there and and shoot a handful of ducks, but it seems like you're either on them or you're not because these public land ducks are more concentrated, and uh, when you're on them, I mean you, it makes for a quick morning. Oh yeah. Um, you know, my biggest, biggest problem. And I, I'm actually glad I just now thought about this. I wasn't thinking about it earlier. 
it's tough, man. I mean, you and me, we we try and do everything we can by the rules. But I know you remember when we went to uh, whatever that WMA was. You know, we we went out, scouted, found a an awesome awesome spot, and I, I we are gonna hunt it one day. I don't know when, but we're gonna figure out a way to do it. You know, we did everything by the book. Got out there, got out there early as shit. There's one truck in front of us. And we rode that dude's ass as hard as we could all the way up until we got where we wanted to go. Dude never even got out of the truck. And all of a sudden, there's 10 lights in the trees saying, nope, this is our spot. That that shit will piss you off. Yeah, that's uh, – I, I remember that day well. That was over on the cache. That was the little walk-in spot that we found right by the house. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, those, it, it seemed like it was a bunch of high school kids that were out there. They, you know, clearly you can't be on WMA or the, the, the National Wildlife Refuge is still 4 a.m. And they were clearly out there before, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I, I'm not going to hold a grudge against them for it because, uh. I mean, I'd I'd be lying through my teeth if I said I had never done that before, too. You know, I mean, that's kind of goes with with public land hunting. There's always uh, whether you want to admit it or not. There's an aspect of outlawing <laughs> to it that yeah. uh, so, with also the the million uh, rules and regulations they have. You know, you can be outlawed and not even know it. But oh, shoot. Uh, you, you got to read a whole damn book before you even step foot on public land oh, because yeah. they change the and rules constantly yeah, yeah you you gotta know exactly what you're getting into before you get out there i mean we all shit we all printed off our paper and had everything we needed thanks to you because none of us knew about any of that so yeah i mean it's it's well that's one thing i'll say about guys that, that hunt public land pretty good is is they they know the rules because if you don't, you know, old Johnny Green Jeans will, he'll pop out when you're least expecting it and, and, and catch you doing something wrong, even when you think you're in the right. And so you, you got to be on top of it. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, shoot, we, we could have a game board and pull up on our property. I mean, same thing. I mean, shoot, our, our place, you just drive in. I mean, that, they could easily yeah yeah we have but we're not doing anything wrong it's not like we're we don't have anything to hide i mean right but also you know with with the location of our property it's being off of a somewhat busy highway that uh people know about it yeah yeah it ain't no secret (laughs) hardly any secrets nowadays right especially with with um Everybody's got to post everything, but yeah, no, not too many secrets in the duck hunting world anymore. No, you said it best: loose lips sink ships. That's it. Man. <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, give me your thoughts on this. Uh, I'm going to run it both ways. Aside from the most obvious thing, scouting, what do you think it takes to be successful on public land or private land? You know, either way. Um, I mean, you, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to be able to go out there with a purpose and, and, you know, don't just go out there and, and drive around or walk around and, and do it just to put one foot in front of the other. You've got to be real, real intentional about 
how you're spending your time. Um, because although going on the public land in theory doesn't cost you anything, you've still got your time out there and, you know, nobody wants to waste their time. That was, you know, that was kind of my, my thought process on it is, you know, when, when you're stepping foot in the woods, you're driving down the river, um, you know, always have an idea as to where you are. And if you hadn't done your research, that's your fault. You know, it's especially with, with the internet and Google maps and Onyx and HuntWise and all these other um, apps and subscriptions that you have available. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of information that, that is accessible that it, you know, you, it's not going to tell you where to go, but it'll, you know, give you an idea where to start looking. And uh, that's one of the biggest things that, you know, yeah, it's, you can scout all you want, but people also think about getting on Google Earth, spending three hours going down the river on Google Earth and say they were scouting. That's not scouting. You know, that's getting an idea as to what the river looks like or what, well, you know, what some of the property looked like at one point in time. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's really just about doing your research and, and listening to the people that have done that before. Um, you know, if you ever get, get the ear of, of somebody that's knowledgeable about it, pay attention. That was my biggest thing is I just surrounded myself with guys that knew what they were doing or at least knew a lot more than I did at the time. And I just tried to become a sponge. I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't try to put my opinion in. I, I listened because it's, you know, it, this was their rodeo and, and it, it worked out. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, I don't want to name you the king of this, but, you won't tell anybody that you found a new spot and you'll pretend like you're going to pee or you're going to the side by side. And then all of a sudden, 30 minutes later, you hear gunshots and you're like, yeah, I've been looking at this other spot guys. And it's, it's awesome. There's a shit ton of ducks. <laughs> well, sure, you know, it's, sure enough, we hunt it the next day. Yeah. Well, you know, it's also the last thing I want to do because our, our group tends to get a little too excited is, is try to convince somebody I've, I've found the, the honey hole when, you know, it, it might not be. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun going out there and just kind of snooping around and, and getting ideas to what things look like during season outside of season. And, um, that's how you end up ultimately making your best judgment calls that, uh, lead to successful hunt. I mean, I'll, I'll hands down give you as much credit as I can. I mean, you, you may, be on your four-wheeler all afternoon and you'll drive around for hours and you'll stop and listen or glass them you know whatever but you've got a pretty good idea usually the afternoon before you hunt where you're trying to go and you'll know what the wind is and where the sun's coming up and everything we uh we owe you a lot of credit for that because a lot of our really good hunts have come from you just putting the time in yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm also one of the the guys that's that's closer to the to the property as opposed to the guys that live in Nashville, and you know, this is this is one of my true passions in life. So anytime I get the opportunity to to get out there and and you know, not just try to improve my hunt, but improve other people's hunts. Uh, that's a blast. You know, I, I, I don't really care about people saying, Oh, you know, Neil found this spot. Neil helped us. It's, you know, I'm the only reason why I'm having fun is because everybody else is having fun too. And we're shooting ducks. Um, so it's, you know, it's, but it's, I, I, I get a, 
get a lot of enjoyment out of scouting and and trying to get an idea where these birds are are moving to. Yeah, no doubt about that. What would you say is your uh, – <laughs> actually, give me your worst hunting ex- experience and then your best. It doesn't have to be – it could be turkey on deer hunt, whatever, but give me your best oh. – your worst story and then your best story. Uh, Well, for worst story, do you want me to talk about me shitting my pants or me <laughs> falling in the water? Because I've got a, a couple of both. Um, definitely had a – Definitely had a, a couple hunts where uh, my my stomach wasn't necessarily cooperating, and when you're in the middle of the the, the White River and you're 45 minute ride from the boat ramp, it's um, <laughs> that's a bad place to be, both physically yeah. and emotion, physically and emotionally. <laughs> um, and uh, I had a couple hunts. Uh, you were on one with me this past year where. Um, everything's ready to go. Decoys are set up. Dogs on the dog stand. Walking back after throwing the last decoy, and just <laughs> the whole body goes underwater. And of course, every time I've done it, it's it's been you know under thirty degrees. Uh, no no relief in sight. Just just sheer wetness and and misery. Um, but those also make good stories that the pain doesn't last forever. So, the, well, uh, I'll say you toughed it out as as long as any any person could have. I mean, dude, it was it was cold that day, and that it was. That, I think it was it was in the low twenties. Yeah, we broke ice walking down that trail, getting in there. Yeah, that uh, you know, went tough it out as long as you can. But then when your lips turn blue and you start looking like Jack from the Titanic, it's uh time to head to the truck and throw the heater on <laughs> yeah i mean you didn't miss out on on much after you left i mean we killed what we could yeah. in the first 15 minutes and then it was it got a little stale after that yeah yeah but uh but then i guess my my best hunting experience um you know i i I've had a lot of incredible duck hunts, public hunt, public land hunting. Um, but, you know, some of these hunts that, that we had this year where we were just kind of going out there and, and trying to figure out, you know, what these spots look like during hunting season. And like when, when Bubba and Sam were with us and we were hunting the ponds and, um, you know, we, we kind of go exploring and, jump up 2000 ducks and have ourselves a, a fun 40, 45 minutes. You know, those are the, those are the hunts that are the most memorable when it's, you know, you're, you're not expecting much and um, you, you end up coming home with a, with a couple straps. <laughs> full. Yeah. I was actually talking to Bubba about that earlier. I, uh, I told him at the pizza guy, not taking so long to get that breakfast pizza ready. And we would have known where to go we would have limited out in 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, Without question. That is, that is a good point. We can honestly take that all the way back to the, to the guy making the breakfast pizza. So um, if you're yeah. listening, um, we forgive you, but uh, just be quicker next time. Yeah. I mean, oh, make sure you're open. There's, there's only so many Jordans 
And yeah. if, if you're not going to be the first one to open and have hot breakfast pizza ready, that's totally on you and you're going to lose business. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. It was still <laughs> delicious though. Oh yeah. It definitely made our morning. It's uh, interesting how, how you and me crossed paths and met. Uh, but beforehand, you know, you were primarily, I think, hunting just public land. You might think you may have been in a lease, but you know, the day I got your number, I called you, asked you about it, or maybe Fallon asked you about it. You know, I can't remember if you were doing public land or not, so correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, going from hunting public land to uh, switching over to hunting private, you know, was that a is that a big change for somebody that, you know, solely hunts public land, or what was the transition? Yeah, I like? mean, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely a, a convenience aspect to it when you switch um you know the the year before I, I got linked up with you all i was i was hunting private but it was it was uh it was a spot that you know there were 30 guys that shared a shotgun style house and we had 10 pits amongst all of us and that was it but we were near some really good public land so um took advantage of that but yeah you know you know, um career changes you know by you know relationships come and and life progresses and you know i i don't always have the time to go out and scout and um try to decide where to go and you know get out there at two in the morning when you know a public land or private land hunting is you know it can be just as challenging if you've got the right piece of property like we do um, you know, it's, it's not always a sure thing. You're not always just riding your side by side to the pit and hopping in the, the blind and staying dry and eating biscuits. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, to, to kind of circle back to your question. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a difference. Um, but my thought process was, you know, I'm, I want to be able to, to take my dad hunting who did not grow up hunting. I, he, he goes when I take him. I want to be able to take friends and family that that haven't had the opportunity to, to hunt before. And, um, you know, it's there's a lot of reasons that I, that I went the private route. And, um, you know, but public land's always there. It's not going anywhere, at least right not right this second. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man, I've, I've enjoyed everybody you've brought to our house, man. I uh really enjoyed on with your dad he's an awesome guy and then bringing your uh future brother-in-law arlen he was a freaking character man he cracked me up and then uh your buddy walker benz and sam i mean dude awesome guys yeah i uh uh i try to stick around the uh the people that uh that are good to me and um you know if they're good to me i i, I you guys are some of my closest friends and I want to make sure that everybody I know that I care about knows each other. And duck hunting is one of my passions in life. And if I'm able to share that with some of the people I care about, then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about it. Uh, you know, I'm, it's just, you know, I just, I just love being around the guys, you know, in all honesty, I love duck hunting, but I also, I love duck camp. I love smoking cigs, drinking beer, <laughs> shooting around the fire. Everybody saying, "Where's my dog?" You know, it's not eating till ten o'clock at night because it takes forever to get the grill started. Like, you know, we 
we've got figuring out that you all you need is a battery (laughs) yeah you know and we've got a ton of memories from from hunting but there are just as many from the times in between sleeps and oh yeah uh, and you know it's that you can be in some great great hunting property but if you are surround around some some dickheads that that you don't get along with it's it's no good and so um that's 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 kind of always my big thing is you know you you follow the guys that you get along with that you want to hunt with and and then you look for the ducks together from there and um i we i i lucked out when i you know i i got a hold of everybody and so it uh it's definitely definitely been uh quite the show since uh since it all started but uh it's been great yeah it it always it kind of gives me like a reality check when you know you i'm sure you talk to other people too but you talk to other buddies and you know they're in these huge clubs with 20 30 40 guys and they've got all this property and all that but man half the guys don't get along with each other and then it's a pissing contest or you know whatever and then these guys get the best blinds and then everyone's bitching at each other. And we've had so many people over the years be like, dude, why don't you add more guys? It's like, I don't, I don't want to hunt with anybody else. You know, I get, we got a good group. Everybody responsible for their own shit. And yeah, we, well, we enjoy you, hunting with each other. Yeah. And your, your brother-in-law, Matt is, he's made a great point. You know, he's, he's, you, you two have done a phenomenal job with always organizing, you know, getting in contact with the, with the owners and making sure that, you know, all the money's collected and kind of doing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that, that people take for granted. Um, but Matt's always said, you know, I, I'm not running a duck club. That's not what I'm wanting to do. And, and, you know, we're, we all sign the same piece of paper. We all pay the same amount. Um, and uh, there's, there's a big difference between leasing somewhere and being in a club because yeah, you know, when, when you're leasing somewhere, there's, there's a, you know, a fewer number of people. And when you're in a club, that's one person leasing it and they're trying to make money out of it. Um, and, uh, and, you know, money, money brings around some, some interesting individuals. And, you know, I've been in clubs that, you know, we lucked out, we're around some great people. And then the next year, half the guys are dickheads and, you know, you, you don't want to even spend the night at the camp because you feel like you're going to, you know, get oh, to man. a chirping contest. With me. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you know, there's plenty of pissing contests that go along. But, um, but I mean, yeah, finding the right group of guys and then, you know, being on the same page and searching and and finding the right property together, um, that's that's been a game changer for me. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. And, and, and you know, private land has its own sort of challenges as well. I mean, we've, we've got – water we got to worry about we've got a we've got roads we got to worry about we got all kinds i mean so many things could happen overnight i mean we we put a boat in last year thinking it'd be all right and then the wind picked up and the boat was halfway underwater the next morning so that spot got crossed off the list and you still got to have a backup spot to go to in case that doesn't work and then the wind might not be in your favor so you got to go to another spot and I mean, it, yeah, and it's, it, you know, and it's not like we're hunting a, a national wildlife refuge. It's not like we're hunting the cash or the white that are, you know, 200,000 acres where, you know, if, 
if somewhere's not right, you can drive a couple miles south, north, east, or west, and 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 find a new spot. Whereas you know, we we kind of got a, I don't want to say make do with what we got because you know we're very fortunate, but. You know, if, if the birds aren't from the north side of our property to the south side of our property, if they're nowhere in, nowhere in between, that's all we got. Yeah. Um, so you've got to you've got to pay extra close attention um, to what conditions do and and the way that the water is is moving, and um, you just kind of got to be more dialed in, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no doubt about that. Speaking of uh, being dialed in. I, I got to say this just because I got them. I got one burning right now. When uh, when you got 12 guys in the house and you had a monster breakfast from Hardee's and the bathroom smells like absolute shit, mm-hmm. my buddy uh, Brendan, as of today, just sent me these candles. It's literally called Duck Farts. And it's, wow. it's like the best smelling candle. I'm putting it in every bathroom at our house. But I'm uh, all for it. Yeah, he was like, dude, I'm just going to send you these. Tell me what you think. And I was like, I don't care what any of them smell like. I just got to know what duck farts smell like. But uh, it's actually pretty legit. But 10% of uh, his sales go to conservation, and I made sure that he was donating to DU and uh, Delta. So I thought that was pretty cool. But, yeah, uh, no, that that's awesome. Yeah, his uh, company's uh, camp candles for conservation. It's pretty legit, but uh, I told him I'd I'd mention him because he was uh, nice enough to send them to me. Yeah, but well, uh, anything for conservation, I'll I'll burn a couple for 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 the ducks. Well, I was like, dude, if you're not supporting ducks, I I can't support these candles. But found out yeah. that he uh, he makes a healthy contribution to them every every month. So I was like, hell yeah, dude. Well, lucky for him, now he's got a customer for life out of you. <laughs> yeah. What do you think we could do better, you know, for the property, the house, club, whatever? What, what could what improvements could we make for the best, you know, the best opportunity we could we could have? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll go on and, and start this off by saying we need to get rid of the mice in our house. That's um, that's totally on you. That's that is your job. I'm the only one that's tried to do anything about it. Um, we have a slight mouse problem. Um, I'm not sure how well insulated the house is, but that's kind of what makes it duck camp. You spend most of your time outside. So uh, aside from us being able to add another bathroom, which I would love for that to happen, um, I, I, I kind of love the uh, the barracks-style camp we have set up. I love I love being in a bunk room with five guys. So... Uh, <laughs> Not not too many complaints on the house, um, and for the property, we got a new stove. We got a new stove, courtesy of uh, Danny Bernard, Mid South Flooring in Mississippi, <laughs> for all your hardwood flooring needs. But and uh, we got a barn. Yeah, we got a barn. And we got a barn. Yeah, we've got somewhere to store our decoys. But uh, you know this this property, I I can't even you know talk enough about how how incredible of a job you and Matt did and, and finding and doing kind of some of the negotiating and, and cause you know, we've got, you know, I don't even know how many acres our property is, but it's, it's a big it, farm. It, it's almost 2000 acres, but not all underwater. 
Um, but I mean, you know, still it's, you know, we've got a lot of variety. Um, this is, this is, we're coming up on our second year of hunting the property. So we're still definitely learning the property when you're only hunting one or two groups at a time. Um, you know, 2000 acres is going to take you some time to, uh, figure out how to hunt. And, uh, that's one of the things I've really loved about this past year is it's just having a, a piece of property that I know I'm going to be able to learn and then take the, take that knowledge and apply it to the next year. Uh, and, uh, so it's, it's really just, you know, the only thing I can say is we just got to keep getting out there and, and, you know, learning the property, learning what it looks like, um, you know, year round and, and trying to, uh, figure out how that's going to affect the birds. Yeah, I mean, they're, I haven't hunted the South Timber. I haven't hunted the South Field. haven't hunted the 10-minute hole. No one's really explored that deer trail through the woods. I mean, there's a there's a lot yeah, of there's, places we have not crossed of places, off the list. You know, we've, when the water's low, we've got some guaranteed water and some spots that'll hold. And then when the water's high, we've got some new spots that we know will flood that birds are going to want to go to that are just – different you know it's 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 pretty cool driving down a shooting lane in a in a in some deer woods towards a big old box blind and jumping up mallards and gadwall <laughs> and wood ducks yeah i man it's uh i'm excited for this year i'm i'm freaking jacked up dude i'm not gonna lie i there's there's so many unknowns and i i will risk the unknown anytime other than a safe spot just because yeah. we've uh, we've had really good luck on hunting uh, unknown. Hey, we just found this spot holes. So yeah, well, and it's you know it's uh, it's just a matter of you know just because the spot's something that we've always known doesn't mean that it's you know there's nothing else out there in terms of you know spots on the property because we definitely had our our kind of go to spots. Um, that that were some of the I don't want to say safer options, but you know logistically they were much easier. And uh, oh, one no, of the you, things I'm looking you can say that one there, of the things there, I'm looking forward to that. is kind of breaking away from breaking away from that and, and yeah you know kind of doing what we did a lot more the last part of the season you know putting the side by sides in and or putting the boats in with the side by sides or you know putting the boats in by hand you know really trying to to get into some of these hard to reach spots because that's you know not saying those are the only spots to get ducks but it's there's you know when when you're busting your ass and and you have a good hunt that there's there's something you know that's a that's a proud moment right there oh yeah no doubt about that oh man speaking of boats uh you uh you recently invested in a boat what's the uh what's the status on the boat project yeah me and uh mr brandon cook um we uh we have bought ourselves a uh a 1436 john boat uh paid 700 bucks for it so uh no motor yet i think the i think the trailer's probably worth most of the the 700 but uh <laughs> we uh i'm basically going to copy my buddy sam griner's little boat he had a little 1436 with a Harbor Freight motor on the back and a little long tail. And so we're going to build one of those, something that we can you know, just put in 
put into the woods on the four wheeler and um, get to some of those hard to reach spots that we weren't able to get the bigger boats to. Well, if you guys are going to put a motor on that thing, you better order it quick. Cause my biggest fear is that y'all, y'all don't get a motor in time. And then we're two weeks out and y'all got to buy a expensive motor off Facebook. Well, luckily the, uh, the motor we're getting, I, uh, it's, it's regularly in stock at our local Harbor Freight Ooh. stores. So oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the, the biggest thing now I think is probably we need to go in and order the long tail kit. Cause I don't know how, I don't know what the lead time is on that, but I imagine it's probably not going to be overnight. Yeah. I imagine, uh, at least a few weeks out. I know you like to hunt by yourself and I, I enjoy it just as much as anybody, but I think you do it probably more than anybody in our club. What, uh, what are your thoughts on hunting by yourself? You know, is there a different experience hunting by yourself versus with a group? Oh yeah. It's, you know, it's, um, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's kind of gives me my, my Zen moment in a way, you know, I, what, one of my favorite things to do is, is hunt with my dog. You know, I love watching him work and pick up birds and, and, um, you know, the, the times it's been just the two of us and, you know, even if I shoot just a couple of birds, it's, it's special. And, and also, you know, it's, uh, I love everybody that we hunt with, but you know, if you basically, if you've got a pulse, you've got an opinion. And so it's, it's kind of nice being able to go out there and, and, you know, set up for a, in a spot for, you know, 20, 30 minutes and then walk around to another spot and only carry six decoys with me. You know, it's, um, that's where I, I did a lot of, I, I've done a lot of learning that way. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something that, uh, you know, you, you need to be careful. Uh, but, uh, if you're able to, to, to do it, um, I think it's, uh, it's a pretty cool experience to, to go on a, a duck hunt by yourself. Yeah, I was going to say, I, the the one thing I get out of it is you can't blame anybody else for not killing something. If if you miss, if you don't decoy the birds in, you can't be like, man, it was your dog, or hey, you're, you had sunglasses on. You know, I mean, the yeah. everyone's always going to call you out for something, but if it's just you, it's all on you, nobody else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's kind of over the years, one of the things that's also drawn me to turkey hunting because it's, it's basically, it's, it's just you. And, uh, and so, you know, a solo duck hunt, that's, uh, I, I feel like, you know, with, when you're the only one blown at the duck, when you're the only one throwing out the decoys, it's, it's more of a, not to get too, too, I don't I want to say romantic about it, but you know, there's, <laughs> you're, you're having more of a interaction with the bird, you know, you're having more of a personal interaction with the bird rather than, you know, six guys doing their hail call and, and working big groups, you know, you're, you're the only one that's manipulating those birds. And um, that's uh that's a pretty gratifying feeling. Yeah. I, I can't see how you even enjoy turkey hunting because your turkey hunts don't last more than 10 minutes. And then, Every time you go, you kill one in the first ten minutes, and it's over. So I, I don't even know how you enjoy it. Hey, don't don't jinx <laughs> me now. You know, I've I've definitely had my fair share of turkey hunts that have dragged out till the end of time. So I'm, 
I'm I'm not shooting them off the roof, but uh, but yeah, I get a, I, mean, I get a Snapchat of a five minutes till shooting light, five minutes after shooting light, got a bird. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, being in Memphis, I'm I'm within an hour of some of the best turkey hunting in the country. You know, West Tennessee is is just littered with turkeys and uh and you know having access to the right property and and doing the same things that apply to duck hunting you know going out there have an idea of what the property looks like from google maps and then you know applying that to to what you're seeing on the ground and um yeah i mean it's you you put in the work you get rewarded you know it you i don't know anybody that that's done all the work and never never had success yeah. Well, they say the harder you work, the luckier you get. Well, that's that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. yeah well, well, I was gonna say the other the other side of it too is, you know, you may not be leasing property from other people, but the places you get to hunt, the reason the people that let you hunt is because they know Neil's gonna respect my property. He's probably gonna look better after he leaves than it did before he got there. And that goes yeah, a long I mean, way. Yeah, it all goes to, you know, it's be a man of your word. You know, if, if somebody says, you know, you, you can hunt on my property and you tell them you're going to take care of it and show show it the same respect you would your family's property, then, you know, do it. Because, you know, if, if, if you, you know, you, you get more flies with honey than vinegar. So, you know, there's no <laughs> point in, in, you know, going out there and ruining somebody's property or being a dick to them and, um, you know. I, I just happened to be fortunate enough that the people with the Tuckerton property that let me go out there, I, I, um, good duck hunting buddies with, so they, they, they know me pretty well, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's a certain aspect of, of hard work and respect that goes in any sort of hunting. Um, you know, the, the respect aspect of it is unfortunately it's, it's pretty overlooked nowadays, but yeah, it, it'll, it'll get you, get you pretty far. Yeah. Uh, I, I always hate hearing landowners that I talk to saying, yeah, you know, I let this guy on here last year and he trashed the place. And like, well, I've got a, I've got a laundry list full of people that will vouch for me saying, you know, this is what we did right. And this is what we did wrong. And the right list is a lot longer than the, the wrong list. Well, but, yeah, it's all it takes is one bad egg, man. And, you know, you could have, you know, somebody some some sweet old lady with some incredible hunting property and and you know she she decides to lease it out to some asshole and you know he screws her over well then that that ruins the chances of anybody being able to hunt that property oh no Um, doubt so and you know people don't a lot of times people don't care about that but you know it whether it's you know your your next generation or, or somebody that comes along the next year after you you know the, the way you treat property and the way you treat people that um you know that that, that goes a long way oh yeah well well uh no i gotta ask what uh you're pretty involved at du in memphis and if i lived in memphis i'd be right there with you but you uh you're always trying to recruit people and you know get people to come to the banquets and normally it seems like you guys uh do pretty well at the banquets as far as uh raffles and everything goes but what what's kind of your role in du yeah i um so i'm i'm involved with the uh memphis chapter of ducks unlimited i'm the uh 
I'm the secretary treasurer, but I'm also the recruitment chair. So um, it, the, the, it kind of falls on me to, uh, to bring as much new blood into the chapter as possible. Um, and, and, you know, cause it's, there's always, it's like any club. There's, there's always guys that are going to be aging that, you know, kind of phase out and, and you've got to, you know, bring in new, new people to, to keep it all rolling. And, um, and, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to surround myself with some pretty great people at DU and, and I've, I've had a good enough time and, and seen enough good work done that I, I just want to get more people involved and get more people on board. And, um, and, and, you know, it's good opportunity to, to meet guys, talk about duck hunting. That's one of the fun things about it is you're just around a bunch of like-minded individuals. Um, always have the opportunity to win some cool stuff and, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It keeps me busy too. Now, do they let y'all ban birds or do anything, you know, outside of, putting banquets and events together um i mean you know there's there's always there's opportunities to volunteer and do stuff like that um the the main role of of each local chapter is to raise money for those type of activities so not so much be directly involved but yeah any anybody can can get involved with um kind of more on the the um conservation side uh to uh to get involved and do something like that whereas i'm i'm more on the fundraising side but uh but yeah i mean you know we 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 see those dollars at work all the time so it's uh it's it's a pretty special thing to be a part of have you just you know i'm part of du and part of delta and anything related to supporting ducks but from from what you've seen and i this is kind of a hard loaded question have you seen, you know, the money you've helped raise and support and contributions? Have you seen a direct impact on that where you hunt from that? Or, you know, is that kind of a hard one to answer, I guess? Yeah, you know, that's that's a that's a hard question to answer. Now, in, in terms of, like, duck numbers, I mean, there's no way I could answer that. And, and for the record, I'm – as involved with Ducks Unlimited as I am, I also, I'm a member of, of Delta Waterfowl. You know, I, I pay to join and I'll go to the banquets. Um, but, you know, whereas Del- Delta Waterfowl is, is they're only, they do the, the conservation research. They're gathering the data. Uh, DU is doing the research and doing the actual physical conservation work. So even, you know, in Mississippi and in Arkansas, you can, you can go to public lands and, and see placards that say that, you know, this piece of property was purchased by Ducks Unlimited and developed by Ducks Unlimited um, for waterfowl conservation. Um, and, and you don't have to drive far to see those. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something that, that you can see with your own eyes and also just since you brought it up, I've, I've got to uh, address the, um, the the whole, you know, hot hot ponds and loaded <laughs> cornfields up north because that's one of the biggest things that, you know, that I get asked as a recruiter saying, you know, well, doesn't Ducks Unlimited do this, do that? No, that's nothing that they've ever spent money on warming up ponds and loading up 
you know, fields full of corn. Um, it's not a lot of speculation going on. So, I, I mean, I'm a member of DU and Delta. The first time I heard this heated ponds thing, you know me being the duck nerd. Dude, I went full regalian on this thing. I dove so hard on the internet trying to find heated ponds, how to heat your pond, what a heated duck hole, you know, all all of this stuff. As far as I could get to, I found one video of a hipster girl wrapping uh, hula hoops and garbage bags, floating them in her little pond in her backyard with koi fish to keep them warm during the winter. And then the next one I found, which isn't even considered a heated pond, it's just an aerated pond, was these guys in Wisconsin found a windmill and they took it and ran PVC pipe off of it into the middle of their pond, tied a cinder block to it so that air could pump up through the middle of the pond to keep it open. That's as far as I can find. If anybody knows anything more, let me or Neil know. But yeah, I, I'd love to. See how the hell thing. do you heat a pond? It would um, cost more than it's worth. Yeah, and and that's you know, that's that's the a, a question that that we we get asked pretty frequently. You know, there's guys that are part of the chapter, newer guys that are saying, you know, oh, I, I'm I'm wanting to get my friends involved, but there's a lot of speculation about ducks unlimited hurting the migration and all that, and it's you know, there's pretty unfounded but you know people saying now, that shit that doesn't hurt my feeling you know now not to piss off tj mallet or anybody in canada the guides but if we could put a restriction on canada and be like all right y'all aren't using mojos or any kind of motion decoy y'all y'all got the cream of the crop you just you guys just go straight decoys and a jerk cord be yeah, right these guys that are up there shooting big old wads of mallards in the dry fields with mojos, y'all need to knock that out. Y'all, yeah. y'all give me too much FOMO. Yeah, save some for the rest birds. of us. Yeah, yeah, by the time they get down to us, they are freaking shot at. They're missing half their beak. There's holes in their feet. Uh, we need these pretty ducks. No, yeah, we no. no <laughs> I, I think we need to call up Trudeau and say no more duck hunting. So. Um, <laughs> You know, he's trying to get rid of truck drivers. Why not get rid of duck hunting? So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on the Trudeau train right now. <laughs> oh, well. So I mean, uh, totally up to you if you're interested in this. But do you care if anybody, you know, from the surrounding Memphis area ever reaches out to you if they want to ask questions about DU or duck hunting or you know just anything in general? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you guys can uh, can reach me on Instagram. Um, you can shoot me a DM or, or even Facebook. But yeah, no, I'm I'm always happy to uh, to answer any questions I can. You know, and I, I like to tell people that if I don't know the answer, I usually know somebody that does. So uh, so yeah, whatever you got, lay it on me. Oh yeah. Well, man, I'm I'm excited for this year. I hate that you're gonna miss out on uh, early teal here in a few weeks, but. There's going to be uh, plenty of other opportunities for us. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I'm at the age, and you are too, where uh, everybody's getting married. So, got got a wedding the, the weekend of teal season. But, uh, 
No, you just uh, need to get your priorities in line. You know, I really do. I really do. <laughs> That's something that I've been trying to work on. Yeah, but well. uh, it'll they'll they'll be straight come come the end of November. Yeah, you better have them. Better have them lined up. I mean, they're, oh, yeah, they're... we'll be we'll be we'll be ready to go, boy. <laughs> well, uh, Neil, I appreciate tonight, man. It, I I cannot wait until duck season gets here. We uh we might have to do a round two at the house and uh, do like ten minutes per guy and just uh, oh, pick yeah. on, pick on everybody. That'd be <laughs> that'd be yeah. pretty funny. No, I appreciate you uh, asking me to be on here. This is uh, this is pretty cool. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm I'm super pumped. We uh, we've uh, got a couple new guys that are joining us, um, and uh, should be uh, should be definitely one for the record books. So uh, I know everybody's looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I I hope we can continue to do what we've been doing because it seems like we've had a, a steady growth not maybe not because of the duck numbers but just the amount of effort that's put in not by you me but as a group I mean I, we're all in it together and we all got the same goal and as long as we can keep doing what we're doing I think we're on the right track yeah yeah no we're um we're you know we're, we're starting to I wouldn't say well-oiled machine but uh the wheels are definitely all turning in the right direction and um um you know everybody's on the same page and everybody's got the same uh, expectations for the most part and um yeah just uh ready to see what what all the hard work's been about yeah we'll see if uh this millet comes up and as long as we can control that water and pull the new levies and the uh rice we'll be all right Hey, doesn't matter, man. We'll always have somewhere to duck hunt. Oh, yeah, we got places to duck hunt, but we're uh, we've got a we've got a list of uh, things we need to knock off, and uh, oh yeah, we got a short time to get this stuff done. Yep, it's it's so. about time to start grinding. So oh, I'm ready oh, for yeah. it. Well, Neil, I hope you have a good night, man, and I look forward to seeing you here soon. All right, E. We'll see you, buddy. All right, man. See ya.